Hi everyone, welcome to our third edition of the Portech um, podcast, Voice to Tech. Because we are in the month of love, we decided to talk about the relationship between companies and employees. How do companies keep the romance going on? How do they keep their employees engaged? Um, at Portech, as we have been doing some encounters, encounters with our associated companies um, to talk about turnover, talk about recruitment challenges. And this podcast is um, the continuation of that uh, discussion. With us, we have today Alexandra Monteiro from People for People Community, but also uh, HR line manager at Cocos and Mandalena um, Marinho, right? from Critical Tech Works, and she works as happiness director there. So first, what exactly do you do and how does that relate to engagement? Should I start, uh, Diana? Yeah, yeah, please do. <laughs> so um, I, I have a degree in human resources. I think it's important to, to mention. And uh, I started my career in these specifics uh, 10 years ago. Uh, unfortunately or not, uh, all of my career has been uh, in IT. Uh, so uh, as you uh, probably are aware, uh, it's a tough area in order to recruit and as well to engage and to retain uh, high talent people. Yeah. So um, I, I am um, really happy to be to be here and to to have the chance to talk with uh, with you and with Madalena in order to understand the or to try to to get the magic <laughs> or the receipt in order to to create engagement um, in the teams uh, in the specifics. Uh, in the IT teams, uh, where we see, unfortunately, as you mentioned, um, a high level of turnover. Um, so as part of the People for People as well, um, my, my daily basis activities is to be working uh, to people and for people. Uh, <laughs> I think uh, it's my passion. <laughs> so um, it's really, I am re really glad to be here today. Nice, thank you, and welcome, Alexandra. So, what about you, Madalena? So, um, I have the, the short version or the long version. Which <laughs> one do you? <laughs> so, <clears throat> I'll do a medium version. I'm an organizational psychologist, and um, and I worked and lived for many years abroad, uh, and I was doing the normal path of an organizational psychologist. I was working in HR in multinationals living in Barcelona. And so I had all the apparent reasons to be happy and yet I wasn't happy. And so I started, uh, I started a path of self-discovery uh, to kind of understand why wasn't I happy. And, and so um, it started by answering simple questions, which was, what do I love doing? And so the, the first answer, well, I love eating, I love cooking. And so that started a path of um, you know, uh, studying pastry school, and I was a, a manager of a bar, and then I was responsible for a program for immigrants that didn't have a legal right to work in Barcelona. And through that, I also discovered health coaching, life coaching, and other things that I then incorporated into my own uh, business as an organizational psychologist. And three years ago, I returned to Portugal, and uh, I saw um, something that caught my attention was a paragraph saying director of happiness, but the rest of the text wasn't really clear. And so I thought, you know, I can show them what I can do with this, with this job, with this um, position. And so um, I applied and uh, the, I had to send in the video. It was a really interesting yeah. recruitment. And I saw that each word, each letter of the word critical was a driver of happiness at work. And this is now our happiness matrix here at CTW. So that's my own version. The short sentence of our mission as a, as a happiness team, uh, because I always uh, ask uh, on our onboarding, what do you think a director of happiness does? And usually people say, you make us happy. And I say, wrong. <laughs> I say, I create the mechanisms that studies show that have the biggest impact on happiness at work. But in the end, the decision to be happy or not is an individual decision. And so it's in your own hands. 
And uh, that's that's the medium version of the story. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Madalena. Um, Alexandra will be our co-host today and be interviewing uh, Madalena. I'm, I think you already mentioned the, the, the recipe for um, engagement and for happiness. Um, how do you want to kick off this, this conversation? Um, I think it would be great to, to uh, everyone that is uh, managing people or at least trying to create the mechanism or the environment to people to be happy in organizations um, to, to have uh, um, some, some clues or some uh, ideas uh, in, in the specifics of the, the daily basis, what we can do uh, as uh, HR persons uh, or at least as team managers, unit managers, um, in order to uh, create those mechanisms. Because I, I completely agree with you, Madalena. Uh, you, you actually uh, mentioned what you did in order to find your uh, personal happiness. Uh, so I think um, everyone is um, uh, the responsible for uh, his happiness. But um, create here a, a dynamic of um, uh, what we can do in practice uh, in our organizations. I think it will be great. Uh, and uh, Madalena, listen, your experience and you have uh, an abroad experience as well in different areas. Uh, I think it will be great to, to know a bit more about this. So, first of all, I think that there's something that unites us as humans and, and that, uh, that connects us and that uh, there underlies some of the recipes that we can, in an organization, cook to create the right environment. But then there's something that's really unique, that's that secret ingredient that I think is really dependent on, you know, my own individual search. And you know, and, and, and that individual search will answer the question to why did I fit in that culture and I didn't fit in this culture, you know, and, and so there's, so to answer your question, I think there is a formula, but we don't have all the ingredients. Yeah. yeah? And so to a certain <laughs> extent, there are things we can do, but then there are always going to be people that will not fit at CTW. And then you're always going to have people that love CTW you know, from the beginning, from the get-go. And I'm not even saying those 50, when I started, we were 50 and now we're 1,500, you know, which, which, which creates even more challenges. But I, I still have people that come onto the onboarding and I know this person is going to fit, just that energy mm -hmm. that, you know, that, yeah. that you know is going to fit. But off the top of my head, I think key things that you really should do in any organization is help people uncover What is their purpose? What is their individual, you know, thing that fulfills them? And that's why at CTW, we always kick off with our why workshop, which is based on the work of Simon Sinek. And it really is about doing a retrospective, you know, as software developers do, but of their own life. And a lot of them, you know, come to the session thinking, oh my God, what is this? You know, mm -hmm. psychologist coming here. But in the end, Some of them, the ones that really, you know, put the energy into it and have a little faith, they get out, they get a lot out of it. Because I tell them, you know, some of you might work in pro projects that aren't, you know, as sexy, as exciting in terms of software development with BMW. And so are you going to let that be what um, indicates your happiness at work? Because if you discover what really fulfills you, there are other things that you can do across the organization that can, you know, fulfill you and 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 really feed you throughout your time here. Um, so that's one, finding out what your purpose is. Um, but also um, connected to our mission as a happiness team, we have our already our, our written mission, which is we help individuals teams and the organizations to become their best selves through improving relationships, accelerating growth and maximizing impact, which are the three main drivers of happiness at work. If you really needed to squeeze them down, okay, to three. Mm -hmm. And so that's what we try and do. We try to help people improve their relationships. Uh, we give people tools to accelerate their growth and tools to maximize their impact. And I can talk a bit more about this, but I don't know if you want me to make my answer shorter or longer. So you let me know. <laughs> yeah, I, I listen a lot of um, passion, love, uh, find yourself and uh, um, try to 
um, push your best self in the organization. So I think uh, we are uh, in the beginning of the formula. And uh, mm -hmm. uh, Madalena, in order to, to compare, and I think it's really nice to, to compare with uh, um, love relationships because we are in the month of love. <laughs> um, however, we have a tough and we are passing uh, still a, a tough situation with the coronavirus uh, pandemic. And we saw a lot of people that were married uh, separate themselves. Uh, and um, it's something that we uh, actually can see in our uh, organizations. Uh, how, how do you um, compare those uh, relationships? So <clears throat> I really think that there are a lot of things that, uh, as, as everything in life, um, COVID brought good things, you know? And I think a lot of people maybe sometimes were just um, cruising, you know, and not really searching for what lights them up. And, and so this is an opportunity to be able to search for that. I also think that in any relationship, as with anything, we always think that, that it's an outside job when it's an inside job, right? And so uh, it's kind of the story in our head <laughs> that creates the suffering about it. Oh, he used to bring me flowers and now he doesn't anymore. <laughs> Speaking of Valentine's yeah. Day, right? And so we create a story about that. <laughs> yeah. We create a story in our head and that is what creates the suffering. When, if we realize that actually it's an inside job, it's, oh, okay, that's just the story that I have. I know that he loves me and I love him. That's the, or her or whatever. No, no, mm -hmm. no. Okay. Um, and I think it's the same, the reflection um, and what I was connecting to at the beginning is no matter what a company gives you, right? In the end, it's an inside job. It's up to me. And don't get me wrong. I love my job, but there are days where I'm like, you know, and I am the one that needs to search for, okay, what's going to feed me today? What's going to, what's going to enlighten me? What's going to, what's going to inspire me, you know, and mm -hmm. I have to search for that. And I also have to accept that there are days where I'm not inspired and maybe I could have communicated a bit better and maybe I could have done this a little better and just accept it. And I think that that's the same for a relationship. Yeah. The same thing. Yeah. Completely agree, Madalena. Uh, and yesterday I had a, a, a chat about uh, managing remote uh, teams uh, with some professionals uh, in HR as well. And we were talking about um, the engagement. We were talking about how to manage people um, and uh, this, this situation uh, in, in, in the pandemic that we are living. And one thing that I... Um, would like to, to, to talk. And uh, sometimes we as uh, people for people uh, forget is that we need to put our mask first and after that going to everyone in order to yeah. save them. What do you uh, can tell us about it? Do you think the same? Uh, because I think we as professionals in this people area Uh, we are used to, to go them first in order to save the world. And mm -hmm. we forget ourselves. What do you think? Um, I think as we grow older, in my case, I know that I really dedicate time in that sense to myself because I know that if, you know, I don't feed my, my soul in that sense, that I won't be able to create uh, new things across the organization. So, so, for example, what I've done is usually I block my Fridays so that I can dedicate to investigating things, you know, and really to be able to have time to, to reflect on, on where we're going, what's the vision, what's the strategy for the happiness team. And so that's worked well in feeding me because it's where I have the time to, you know, check out what, what other people are doing in organizations mm -hmm. and meet up with others that are doing the same thing. So I think that's one in that sense. I also think that in, in this, in this, um, in this world, the virtual world, it was interesting because um, some connections, you know, I feel have grown stronger. So for example, we have a location in Lisbon, right? And so mm -hmm. COVID enabled me and us to sometimes create stronger connections with people that were in Lisbon, whereas before maybe that didn't happen. Now, on the other side, what studies show us is that stronger, the stronger links are even stronger. So people in your own team. 
but mm -hmm. the weaker links are weaker. So for example, people that you would bump in into the cafeteria or at the coffee machine. And in those relationships was where creativity resided the, the most, new ideas, sparks, right? And so actually we picked up on an idea that, that started with uh, critical software. And <clears throat> it was a box that they used in teams that matched up two people. But the two people thing seemed too much like a dating app. And so I said, mm -hmm. okay, there's potential here, but we want to do it slightly differently. So we the, we then, um, with the help, shout out to Entero and Luis for their support on that. Um, we group, we now, and, and it's especially for newcomers, because our newcomers are the ones that especially feel that, you know, that, that you know, something's missing because I can't go to the office yeah, or that whatever. that sense of belonging, yeah. Yeah, mm -hmm. that sense of belonging. And so, you know, they know the people in their team. But so what we did, it's called Connection Coffee. And so we, um, the software groups six people, okay? and every, Random, right? Randomly, randomly. Mm -hmm. And so uh, every week it matches you up with three different people of that fixed set of six. So it's not that... Every week I get matched, matched with different people. No, there's a, a fixed group. So there's a little mm -hmm. bit of familiarity, but there's also a little bit of novelty. And so also in that we sent um, questions, little games to get to know each other, to create mm -hmm. those connections, right? And so this is an experiment. We just kicked it off two months ago. We're seeing how that goes because our hashtag from the happiness team is we run experiments. And so we'll see how that goes, right? Oh, and so is it thinking, going so far? So far, the feedback has been going well, but we still have some things. And it's also about the, the bots that's, you know, there, there are some things that the software could be improved, <laughs> but it's going, it's going well, uh, mm -hmm. but there's still room for improvement. People, people, especially newcomers, right? If, if we had launched this to the rest of the organization, no way, Jose, because a lot of them already <laughs> have connections. They don't need more connections. The people yeah. that do are newcomers. And so that was a way that we also, so to answer your question, Alshandra, we just need to think of new and creative ways to get people to connect and to build trust. Yeah. Because in the end, that's what people want. They want to feel connected to the people that they work with, right? That's mm -hmm. what motivates yeah. me to come to work is if I also have meaningful relationships at work. Mm -hmm. Doesn't mean they have to be my best friend, but they have to be meaningful. Yes, yes, for sure, for sure. Uh, thanks, Madalena. I think I think we are already creating our formula or our <laughs> to, to engage people. Um, another thing uh, in these specifics of uh, IT uh, that we are working with, um, we know that uh, the levels of turnover, like Diana presenting uh, presented in the beginning, are high. So um, assuming and accepting that people are joining uh, your organization and they are leaving one or two years later, what, what is your mission uh, during the, that period? My mission is definitely for not them to stay eternally or to stay unhappily at CPW, yeah. you know, or disengaged. You know, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. my mission is whilst they're there, even if it's for two to three years or one year, that they love it, that they give their most, you know, that they have great, great relationships, that they feel that they grew with us, that they <laughs> feel that they had an impact. Yeah. So if that happens, I'm happy. And I know that, that that will reflect on the results. And I know that with some people, even though, the, you know, and we have people that that have told me, look, Madeline, I'm leaving, but I'm sad. You know, I, I really loved my time here at CTW. Obviously, there are others that didn't fit from the beginning, you know, and that's, I think that's just a part of the process, like relationships. Yeah. Are yeah. there signs? <laughs> Sorry? Are there signs um, if someone is leaving? Or you talked about this person probably won't fit here. How do you know that? I don't know. Just sometimes you see you know, someone uh, comments or the way that, you know, they, they, they engage that you can feel it. But other times, you know, it's just a natural part of the process that people want mm -hmm. to search for newer shores that they feel that they've grown what they've were able to grow here and they don't see the opportunities, uh, you know, but our mission from a happiness team is to, to really create those opportunities. So people don't leave because they feel that they can't grow anymore. Right. Mm -hmm. That's something that we need to work on. For example, now we're a three year old company. OK. And so now, for example, is the time we're creating development roadmaps for different roles. 
right? People want structure. We don't also want to give everything done because people like that autonomy, but people mm -hmm. also like to feel that they have a, a way to grow. And so that's what we're doing, right? That is something mm -hmm. that creates happiness at work, right? Yeah. People mm -hmm. knowing, okay, if I'm a scrum knight, then this and this, if I do this, but then there are other ways that I can that I can grow. Maybe I can, you know, mentor with another scrum knight. Maybe I can do a volunteer program where I develop my empathy skills, you know, and really connecting all the dots here so that people feel, you know, that again, the three drivers of happiness, they have meaningful relationships, that they feel that they're growing and that their work has an impact. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, I have two questions for you, Madalena. Sure. Um, um, do, you, do you feel or do you perceive some challenges uh, in your um, in your work, so you um, you meet with someone that uh, you perceive that is not happy, and uh, uh, you do that uh, analysis in order to understand uh, how 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 this person can be motivated or can be happy. And uh, um, do you feel some challenges uh, with managers, for example, or with the project side because? Um, this uh, this person would like to go for that job, but that job is not open or uh, it's not possible to move uh, internally the, the person. Do you feel those kind of challenges? <clears throat> so, so several things to answer here. So we we don't have managers per se at Critical TechWorks. We have uh, mm -hmm. autonomous teams, okay? okay? Which doesn't mean that in the end, of course, you have a an official manager, but the role is slightly different. We call it head of mm -hmm. interactions. And okay. um, and it's not a man managerial per se role. Um, mm -hmm. So obviously we have a, a team that's, that's supporting and also sometimes I get people that come to me on individual level saying, Lynn, I'm not happy, things aren't going well. And sometimes I will coach someone on an individual level. But the, the responsibility of the happiness team is to kind of to create solutions that are then rolled out th throughout the organization, okay, that, that will supposedly will have an impact on people's happiness at work. Now, to answer that specific question, if I was, was, were talking to that person, what, what I would, as in any facilitation conversation, and just to let you know that we also train facilitators throughout the organization because mm -hmm. we want to create this facilitation and coaching culture so that it's not concentrated in me or head of interactions, yeah. you know, that it's in, in every shared responsibility. Right? Yeah. Yes. Mm -hmm. And so, um, for example, one thing that I would suggest to this person is um, to, to belong to a, what we call my best self tribe. Okay. So what happens in a My Best Self tribe? We train them, a group of 20 people um, in different things, but it's basically to upgrade even more their facilitation and coaching skills. And we put them in a new tribe for people. And for the course of six months, they work on their why, on their purpose, what are their strengths, what are my, um, what are my areas of improvements, what are my goals, And how do I leverage this uh, in, into my own action plan, right? And so through the course of these six months, these people are trusting each other. But it's also not someone that's from my own team, right? <clears throat> and so it's kind of like a safe environment. And so they challenged me, Alshandra, why didn't you do this? You, you said that you wanted to, you know, become a PV. So what are the steps that you're going to take, you know, and to challenge each other out? So I would recommend that that person go there and really try and investigate what is under my control now. What can I do to get closer to that position that I want? What are things that I can do across the organization that then that can help me get there? Because mm -hmm. I think it's really about creating that ownership mindset versus a victim mindset that we all have sometimes, right? Yes. But it's really to try and empower people to say, you know, there's always something that you can do. And I think mm -hmm. that's that's what we try. Yeah. Yeah, thank you so much. Um, the other the other question that I had uh, it's um, comparing again with uh, um, love relationships. Uh, you mm -hmm. said that, or you gave us the the, the example of the Scrum Knight. Uh, do you think that this this uh, or those names are kind of a, a romantical name that we use to call to our boyfriend or girlfriend, for example? A pet name. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think uh, I think it's more of um, an avatar, an ideal, okay. you know. Of, but but that could also symbolize the poten potential of you know my best self, and and which sometimes can be problematic in a relationship. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but it's not even about the other. That's what I want to say. It's about myself. 
You know, what is my potential? You know, where do I see Madeline in three years? What do I want to be doing? You know, and I think it's more about that. And I think those are the same questions that that we should be that we should be having in a relationship. Like it's not it's like, where could I add value? You know, what can I bring to the relationship that can make it better? And I think yeah. a lot of times we always ask the opposite is what can this person bring to me? Uh, you know, and I've done that, obviously. And and it's but it's just about creating more awareness, you know. Um, and yeah, I think that that's the, the key. You mentioned a lot of different initiatives, um, like the, the the bot to the coffee to do the random uh, meetings and the, the, the tribes. Mm-hmm. What are the most popular initiatives that Critical Tech works? What works the best, especially in terms of engagement? I would say that a lot of times initiatives from the happiness team are first looked upon like. Mm. And then slowly but surely, people start coming on board. So, for example, the My Best Self tribes. At the beginning, I gathered a group of 20, um, and then it was kind of word of mouth. And now it's kind of like, oh, I want to be, because people see that this can be a part of their leadership development program, you know? Mm-hmm. This is perfect for someone who wants to be a Scrum Knight or a PV uh, or anyone really to develop their uh, leadership skills in a tribe. Right. And so um, I also think that um, it's the same for, um, you know, our uh, why workshop, uh, because now we it's a mandatory part of our onboarding. But we also continue continuously run run throughout the 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 rest of the year. So people come and attend. But you always have the, especially in a world of software developers, mm-hmm. people that are, are not, go, it's not going to be a part of their, their DNA and others that mm-hmm. definitely want to join in that. <clears throat> and so it's all, that's why I say that also part of our hashtag is we, we run experiments, for example, and some don't work well. Each year we celebrate happiness at work week. And I think one uh, area of improvement for us from a happiness team is, you know, happiness for them is also to bring an expert of Java. It doesn't have to be about self-development and, you know, mm-hmm. or a C++ or a cryptocurrency guru, you know, that's happiness at work for them. So there are things that, you know, also from a happiness team, we've reflected on and, and learned and improved. And, you know, we're definitely not perfect. We still have plenty of, of, of road ahead, especially because, you know, it's been challenging to, to have this tremendous growth from 50 people to 1,500 and we're still growing. Yeah. I have one more question. Uh, Sometimes when you talk about engagement, it seems that it's more focused on team buildings and events. But you went to the the path that critical tech was is completely different. You're talking about purpose. Um, so how can companies start or can shift mentality to a more purpose-driven? And if if you believe that is what um, really drives engagement and not just team buildings. I think team buildings can also definitely help, but mm-hmm. not for the reasons that people think. Uh, I think team buildings are great for you to see people in different environments and sometimes have real conversations that didn't happen in a work environment, you know, and um, <clears throat> and so that can definitely help. Um, I think from the beginning, uh, also, there, there was that spirit of trying to create something a bit different from our leaders, from Rui Cordeiro, from Paul Gage, from Martin, from Jochen. And so um, I think that there was this um, desire to create something that, that could be different. Now, do I feel that we're different? I do, but maybe you mm-hmm. ask someone else and they might not feel the same, right? Um, so, but I think that that's what we aim for through our values, you know, and um, that's something that I think we, you know, um, 50% of people, I think was, I read the other day, of Americans are leaving their jobs because they're not aligned with their values, right? Uh, with the values of, of the company. And then and then I reflected on my own past and I think one of the reasons that I wasn't happy was I wasn't aligned with the values of the company that I was working for. And I think a lot of people don't realize how important, even young people don't realize how, how important that is. So I think that's, that's one thing. And um, I think if you help people for example, in the My Best Self tribes, I really think that there's so much potential in that because you it helps people uncover 
What is the purpose? Things that people have never really looked at, you know, because there is, if you looked at your life, you know, what were the five highs of your life and the lows, there is a, a, a connecting dot there of what inspires you because, you know, our what's could be the same, right? They're all software developers, but their why, what inspires them is completely unique. And so people need to learn how to understand what are the ways that can help me feed that. And so mm -hmm. I think if people start talking about that purpose, introducing these sort of workshops to understand that, create these sort of environments where peer coaching is involved, where people can uncover what are what is their best self. And also just, you know, being okay with, some people will fit and some people won't. I think that's also crucial, you know, in that sense. I don't know if that answered your, in, your in order to <laughs> In order to develop uh, those initiatives or activities that um, we can say, like uh, Diana said, that are out of, uh, out of the box, um, mm -hmm. did you uh, use your knowledge in psychology? Did you use your experience? Did you investigate something in order to develop those? I think it was a mix between myself. I've always been super curious. I, I always love trying new things out. And so that's something that I wanted to bring. I think it's also about investigating, you know, what, what really has an impact in that sense. And I think it's about, you know, having the courage to try new things. And, mm -hmm. uh, you know, a lot of times I tried things that didn't work out. I also had to kind of... Um, you know, this was a role that was new and that no one really understood what it meant to be. Uh, and, and it's very different from company to company. And I know that uh, I had to strive for what I felt was a happiness team, which is developing leadership, developing team effectiveness solutions, because that's happiness at work, right? And so I think a lot of times it was associated, and this is connected to my avatar, to rainbows and to fluffy stuff, And um, and it's it's not. It can be that, but it's also much more than that, mm -hmm. uh, you know. And what we're trying to do with BMW is essentially a change management process, and it's about creating trust. And so, how mm -hmm. do you create that? And so, this is what we try to bring to the team in that sense. Um, yeah. You're talking about effectiveness. How do you measure effectiveness? That's a good question, you know. And that was one of the the, the questions that we had when doing the team effectiveness project, we've just run it with one team. And for now, we're, we're trying to see, okay, in what way does the business analyze the teams? Because they do. And how do we incorporate that? But another thing, uh, so, so to answer your question, it's something that we're still working on. But another mm -hmm. thing is really the, own, the satisfaction in the, in the team. How happy are they? How, do they? how do they feel that they trust their team members? right? Do they feel that they can bring up any subject inside the team or are they fearing conflict, you know? And so these are some of the measures that we use, uh, but there's still some work to be done. We just rolled it out with one team and that's something that we're, we're doing in 2022. And you just said trust, another word that uh, we use in our uh, relationships, independent um, in how. Uh, Another thing that I would like to, to ask, Madalena, is related in the, the trigger that uh, Critical um, saw in order to create that role. And do you know? Uh, it was the, the levels of engagement at, at that time. It was the, the turnover at that time. Do you know how, how they sell <laughs> that trigger <Okay>. to you? <laughs> I, think, um, I think it had to do with the you know, the, the passion that those four, Hui, our CEO, Paulo, our CFO, and our two CEOs, uh, so Martin at the time and Jochen, um, I think it was, you know, that, that, that desire to do something a bit different, you know, that really people, you know, to, to change the way the world moves, joy in motion, that's one of our, our mottos. And so I think that um, creating the purpose team, The happiness team is a part of a bigger team called the purpose team, where we have the hearts team, uh, where we have our talents team, our marketing team. I think it was aligned with that vision of trying to do something different, of where people really, um, you know, were, were happy to come to work, happy to try and change, you know, the world of software development and to create this digital transformation and support BMW and that together. So I think it was a part of that vision that they had in, the, in this role. Nice, nice. 
without having a clear idea of what this yeah. role meant. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Yeah, you said that in the beginning yeah. in the job description. You were like, "Okay, uh, I can, I can yeah. say what yeah. I can do in the specifics." Yeah, and and also just to give a little shout out that this is just um, the happiness team uh, and giving a shout out to, to several people. So we have also Machikol in Lisbon, so part of the happiness team, who's on maternity leave. We have also mm-hmm. um, Mia Saraiva who helps us and is a part of the happiness team. Uh, and Patricio Lorenzo. And in the past, uh, Cristina Ferreira, we also have uh, Angela Barroso and Jana Schimann. So I just wanted to give a shout out also to, to those people. Yeah, thank you. It's important to be uh, or to have the team with us uh, in those uh, kind of activities. And for me, at least, uh, it's really important uh, at COCUS to have a human resources team uh, engaged as well, happy as well, in order to... Um, contaminate with love mm-hmm. of, uh, of the team yeah so this question yeah. goes to both of you how, how is the the day-to-day of engagement or happiness team uh i, I don't have an happiness team in, in an engagement team <laughs> yeah um we we um at cocos we we are we have a team um, that works in uh, every uh, areas of human resources uh, our focus uh, is for sure having in consideration the, the lot of open positions that we have in recruitment. However, uh, one thing that I really, really um, believe is that we need to create uh, that the best journey possible uh, while the employees are with us. Uh, I was uh, asking to, to Madalena, uh, it was... In the beginning, uh, I can confess that it was tough for me to accept that people uh, are leaving uh, because we we start a relationship since the first message that we sent through LinkedIn, for example, uh, and we start creating that relationship. Before uh, Corona, uh, we have a lot of different activities and we were uh, sometimes together uh, at our office uh, that is uh, nearby the the beach in in Matuzingos. So it was really nice to have in the summer a lot of people joining uh, together, having a beer, for example, at the end of the day. Um, And we we start really creating that relationship with people, uh, creating effects, uh, creating um, friends, uh, and at the end, something came up, a new project, uh, a new company, uh, and they uh, call uh, us, like, do you have five minutes? And oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> because when, when people say that, it's like, okay, I go there because I really uh, like this this person or a lot, the, all employees uh, at Cocos. But it's like that mixed feeling. So you... you I, I felt really happy because someone um, discovered uh, another step uh, in their career or um, something that happy uh, or happiness will be at least more, they think. So I, I, I'm really happy uh, at that time. However, for, for me, at least, it's uh, mixed feelings because, okay, a lot of effort that we did in order to uh, convince this person or to, to show uh, what is Cocos at the end, always um, uh, our DNA, uh, and they are leaving. So uh, for me, it's, it's like to accept uh, that uh, um, in these specifics of the, the IT people uh, come and go out, um, However, create the best uh, journey possible um, while they are with us. And we do a lot of activities like Madalena uh, said that they did in critical. We usually have coffee breaks as well with uh, randomly people in order to talk about football, about everything they want um, uh, outside uh, of the the job. Uh, And we have um, a lot of activities uh, cleaning the beach in Matuzing, for example, and, and uh, with a, um, a surf lesson. Um, those kind of initiatives that are team building as well, development, uh, individual plans, doing a lot of um, soft skills investment in terms of workshops, of um, uh, to, to get the team to know each other through this uh, framework, for example, uh, and push the best of them. I think it's the formula. 
support team in Cocos. What does a happiness team do on their day to day? Day to day, yeah, yeah. It's very much connected to to what Alshanda was saying. I mean, we were focusing on our, you know, developing, um, you know, our connected to our mastery process, which is our development program, and how people develop. And so, for example, we're developing, um, creating our development roadmaps connected to to our roles, but we're also um, in charge of diversity and inclusiveness. So we're also thinking of, you know, what are we going to, what does that mean? You know, how are we going to celebrate that? How, how what does that mean to really create an inclusive environment here at CTW? So we're planning on, we're, for example, planning a diversity and inclusiveness day. We're also working on our volunteer program, you know, and something that we want to do is really People are loving, you know, connecting across teams and going to paint a building. But we also want to connect that as part of your development roadmap. You know, imagine receiving a training where you answer the phone and you receive training on how to answer the phone. And then you answer a phone, uh, telephone calls of people that are feeling lonely for four months. Wow, Mm -hmm. that's super potential there in terms of developing your soft skills compared to a course that you do in, you know, three hours. Right. And so these are things that we're investigating is like, how can we really develop people in terms of those soft skills? How can we develop our leaders of the future? And so the tribe is one of them. Um, and yeah, those are that's what keeps me busy and supporting yeah. our the rest mm-hmm. of the team in terms of well-being, you know, mm-hmm. um, the hearts team and stuff like that. So it's really to create that awareness and that culture of of connection and recognition across the organization. And another uh, thing, Diana, so sorry to, to mm-hmm. interrupt, no, no, it's really, really important to, to mention is that um, our mission as well is to uh, create those uh, or that, that sense of uh, transparency and honesty. So where uh, when people um, want to, to talk with us uh, about something, uh, they are concerned about something, they, they would like to just talk. They know that came that can um, use <laughs> human <laughs> resources yeah. as as someone that they they can speak with honesty, transparency, and without filters. And our job is as well to filter and create uh, the best message possible in order to help um, that person in specifics again the individuals. Um, in their context, in their environment. So uh, I think it's another thing that we also can compare with a uh, love relationship that is communication, honesty, mm-hmm. transparency, I think is really important to mention. The letter T in critical is one of the drivers mm-hmm. of happiness the worst, and it's trust and transparency, uh, one of ours. And, and so that was, for example, one of the things during COVID, we used to have something called uh, breakfast, breakfast with the boards, and it was to create that environment. But this was pre-COVID, so it was like 10 people, you know, to yeah. have little, literally have breakfast. And then with COVID, we said, no, we're going to continue doing it. And now it's 600 people coming every Friday called Breakfast Talks. And it's really a way to, to communicate in a transparent way of what's going on in the company. So today, for example, yeah. we presented our new learning strategy so that people could ask all the questions that they have about it and, and to create that sort of environment that's super important. So that's on a, a macro level. But then people being, you know, as you mentioned, Alexandra, you know, come to the hearts team or come to the happiness team if something's not going well, uh, you know, Madalena, I think this this shouldn't be the way that we go about things. Okay, so what what suggestions do you have? Mm-hmm. What should we do? It's like that. So that's super important. Yeah. Uh, you mentioned you both mentioned communication, and you just a great example the breakfast with the board. So how do you um, do you work with the internal comms team? How do you do share the message internally uh, and even externally? Because um, you talk about a lot of purpose. I, I imagine that's not easy to share sometimes uh, that kind of the best self-drives and that kind of initiatives externally as well. But it's also important in terms of recruitment. Uh, I mean, social media now plays an important role uh, for recruitment. So how do you share internally and externally? How do you communicate these all these initiatives? Uh, so uh, uh, as part of the Purpose Team, we have our marketing team. So we work uh, closely in that sense. So usually... Uh, we all know what's going on inside of of, of our team, so the purpose mm-hmm. team, which happiness is a part of, and so um, they then decide, you know, what are some things that we want to communicate externally. For example, the 
the tribes, I believe this is something that we have communicated externally, uh, but also we internally, we, we very much communicate directly. So we have a happiness team channel, we have our newsletter, we have our events, and we also use the breakfast talks to promote anything that we're doing across the organization. So those are the main, the main at least from a happiness team perspective, those are the main um, ways that we communicate. So what are the other ways that we receive communication is really that open door policy that Alexander was saying, you know, our engagement survey that um, mm -hmm. we, we collate and we've also been doing some one-to-one -one interviews. Um, and now what we're doing something really interesting actually is we, we, we're doing something called persona analysis. So with our internal experts from, from the UX team. Uh, and it's really, we started asking different questions to a small group of people. And so based on that, um, uh, some people from the hearts team and the heart and the happiness team uh, were trying to create personas in that unit. And then, so once we have the per personas identified to create strategies that would, you know, because we can't create strategies for 1,500 people. Right. Yeah. And so personas help us identify, OK, mm -hmm. um, you know, Eduardo is uh, a single guy, no kid. No, no, no. This is what motivates him to stay at CTW. And so we yeah. can target mm -hmm. our strategies and our solutions better for, for sure. those personas. So that's something really exciting that we're also working on. And, you know, it's another experiment. We'll see. Yeah. <laughs> really interesting. Uh, at Cocos, Diana, what uh, what uh, we do uh, is try to, to communicate um, informally. And as well from people to people, uh, I, I had just a, an episode that is really, uh, at least, uh, rewarding for me because uh, someone, um, a candidate, um, saw our LinkedIn page uh, and saw that we 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 are a pet friendly company, and uh, uh, it was a a girl, and she saw a dog from our uh, colleague um, in our office, and she was like. I need to meet this company. So uh, <laughs> this, to, to, to talk uh, to people uh, like we would like to have people talking with us, I think it's the, again, the recipe. <laughs> <laughs> so having, discussing a lot of different ingredients to this recipe, uh, but I think we are taking, we are getting there. Uh, I think, and also if you have anything else to I think that we um, really cover a lot of um, areas. Uh, we also share um, some practices and some really good ideas uh, to um, different companies in different environments and businesses uh, put in place if they want to. Um, I, I, um, I think it was in interesting as well to understand the challenges uh, that uh, Madalena or we uh, that are working in HR face sometimes convincing the board or convincing the managers in, in some cases of some organizations that, okay, we are uh, stealing people in order to create a group and develop them and understand their motivations and so and so. Uh, and I think it's really important to have that uh, mindset open in order to receive that, that those ideas that sometimes um, people that are in the board uh, are more traditional or their experiences are not so outside of the box. Uh, so uh, Madalena also shared uh, the experience. Um, I don't know <laughs> what we can add more. Uh, it was a great conversation about engagement and everything that is around engagement. Madalena, do you suggest something? No, I just want, I mean, it was, it was great talking to you and being able to share and also see that, you know, there are a lot of things that, that, that we're doing in common. I think, um, at least from a critical tech works point of view, we're not there yet, but there's never a there, right? Yeah. It's, 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 yeah. it's the journey. And, but I think it's, uh, we're, we're, I think we're also going to uh, really see a, a lot of uh, change, acceleration of change. Yeah. And so we're going to really need to be, you know, run experiments quickly and adapt mm -hmm. and, and, and do that as, you know, inspect and adapt. We that work at software development know that better than anyone else. Um, but, but I think the, with, with the right, with the right energy and the right, right mindsets, you know, and just keeping in mind those, those, um, those moments to pause and really reflect and feed yourself and your soul. I think, I think we'll get there. Um, 
Yeah, and that's it. And and just thank you so much for having me. I, I really enjoyed the conversation and and let's continue. Yeah, thank <laughs> you. Both thing of that you I would like to, to shout out, Diana, mm -hmm. uh, is that uh, um, we are here, uh, different people that work uh, as well, uh, two people. Uh, we, Madalena and I are kind of competitive companies uh, in IT. <laughs> And this, it's really great to have those conversations and to share experience and to receive information, to provide feedback. Um, because at the end of the day, we are living in, in Portugal. Uh, we are working in Portugal that is yeah. so small and we all know each other uh, in, in this area as well. Uh, so it's really important to create these moments uh, in order to share experiences and to create that awareness that we are not competitive. We work together as a whole uh, at the end of today to, to help people in order to find the purpose like Madalena. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I, agree. And I, I totally agree with, with Alexandra there, especially for me who had been 15 years abroad to come back to Port, Portugal and to Porto. And it's amazing really to see how, how Porto has changed when, since I left. And I think it's amazing. Mm -hmm. And it's a shout out to all of us about how, you know, Porto is now recognized in that sense as a hub. And so I think it's amazing. And, and, and I always say, everything is a remix. You know, there's no, <laughs> no one invents anything. Everything is a yep. remix. So I, that's why I think it's so important to have these conversations and connection and networking because, you know, no one invents the wheel. Only mm -hmm. the guy that did it. <laughs> that did it in the past, yeah. yeah. Or the girl, or the girl, you know. Yeah. <laughs> agree, agree. That's one of the missions of Porteca, actually. And that's why we are doing this podcast, but also promoting these PTH encounters with different, with all the companies that are part of Porteca to help move forward and to help face the challenges now mostly turnover and recruitment challenges because COVID changed a bit. Um, the reality... Um, but that's definitely one of the missions and I hope we continue to do so. Thank you so much, both of you, Alexander and Mandalay. It was a pleasure to talk with you. Hopefully it can be maybe next year discussing new strategies, new challenges and to, how to face them. Um, see you next time. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you so Only much. Happened. It was a pleasure. Bye-bye. <laughs>